a talky internet thingy. Yeah, could you uh, find me a voiceover podcast that has more than one person on it? It's not boring and, you know, it's, it's, you know. There's a lot of VO podcasts out there sharing a lot of insight and knowledge. But on another VO podcast, you get to hear from three guys who are accountability partners and who all have a different story of how their VO careers came together. Do they have all the answers? Probably not. But between the three of them, they've made all the mistakes you don't want to make. And hey, they're really nice guys. Well, pretty much. Here's Jake, Alden, and Troy with another VO Podcast. Hey, welcome back to It's Another VO Podcast. We're here to talk about the voiceover industry, especially if you're getting started. But maybe everything or everything you need to know about voiceover and and probably Stuff you don't need to know, too. Jake, Troy, how are you guys doing? <laughs> doing pretty good. I'm recovering. I'm recovering. Seems like every week I have something happen the day before we do a podcast. You know, I did that stupid <laughs> sleep sleep study last night. They ought to call it yeah. an awake study instead of a sleep study. Yeah, because mm. you were like up for a while, right? Or they made you get up super early and then they said you can't go back to sleep or something, yeah. right? Yeah, they got, us, they got me up at five this morning and they said, can't go back to sleep because we can't come back and check on you and da, 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 da. And I said, well, that's, that's fine. I took a shower, took my time getting out of there. But man... That was that was a long night. Hey, but you got a and Waffle House visit out of it. I were, did, man. Were I you all hooked up like a science project? Yeah, you had like two bands around your uh, one right <laughs> at your chest, one on your abdomen, and and wires everywhere. And man, they even put like eight sensors on my head. I said, "You're not going to find a freaking thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing up there. I don't know I what you're going to." You could sleep with all that stuff hooked up on you. You can't, but if you you lay flat on your back and get and and get halfway comfortable, you finally just get so frustrated you'll you'll sleep some. And I think that's all they're looking for. If they can get a couple three hours of you in sleep mode, where mm-hmm. they can record your stuff, and are you moving around? Are your legs moving? Are your eye, you know when you get in REM mode, they can even tell if your eyeballs are moving in REM mode. That's crazy. Just act I did, natural. I did pay them back this morning, you know, because they have a camera in there and it's a night view camera. And I thought they they bugged me all night, you know. So I said, I'm, when I take a shower, I'm going to make sure I make a I make a streak across there and see what happens. <laughs> Speaking of things that you may not want to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I put the disclaimer at the beginning there. Come on. Oh, yeah. You predicted Troy going to talk about nakedly running across the camera, did you? <laughs> I was Man, also singing. No way. I was also singing zippity doo dah because they've got sound, so I wanted to hear. It, well, know, so since you not? guys have made segues absolutely impossible, now let's just jump over. Jake, you got a we got an email from somebody. Oh yeah, right. We did get an email, and we love getting emails. This one was from John Scovemond. Would you like me to read it? Yeah, let's uh, see what it's about. John said, "Hey guys, I've been listening to the podcast for a while." I don't see a way to leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, so here it is. And I'm not sure how to do that either, John. I'm so sorry. He goes, I think your podcast is great. I enjoyed Troy's VO Life and the VO Ladder before that. You guys have interesting topics and good interpersonal banter. I was in the Nava Ask Me Anything Zoom call earlier earlier today. Tim and Karin said that they currently have 800 members, which I guess is pretty good for only being one year old. There must be 150,000 plus voice actors in the U.S. and only 800 Nava members. 
Nava's work is very important to voice actors and our industry. Yep. Please help spread the word. I don't think you've done a podcast on Nava, but I'd like to suggest that you do. Thanks. Keep on keeping on. John Scovmond. Nice. I, I've yep. known John a long time. Uh, we, we probably got in VO about the same time. Um, I believe nice I had guy. dinner with him at that one voice. He's in Paul's Did group. You? Oh, yeah? Cool. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he, he's, he's a super there. nice guy. Yeah, very um, nice. Yeah, I've I, certainly I, seen him in our groups. I don't want to refer him somewhere else, but there is a VO Life podcast with Karin. And it we don't go super in-depth about just that because we were talking about the strike and some other things. But there is a lot of good information about it there where we were promoting. And, and, and you guys probably know I post in the VO Life group a lot about joining NAVA. And there were four yeah. or five people a few weeks ago that joined after we, we put the post up. But let's let's do all talk about the importance yeah. of it. It is. Well, and we talked about having an episode about NAVA, but that was like right after you had Karen on. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, let's not follow that up too, too quickly. Uh, but I will say that, I mean, if you, if you see what Nava is posting right now, it is time for the 2023 voiceover survey. So you don't have to be a member of Nava to fill out the survey. So John mentioned there are so many voiceover talent <clears throat> worldwide, you know, from, right. from part-time to full-time. It doesn't matter where you are in voiceover. You can fill out the survey and, and that information is valuable to Nava as they do their work on, on behalf of voiceover talent. Yeah, and please be honest. Yes. When you fill that thing out. Don't overinflate your income. <clears throat> be honest because it needs to be real. It's very important that this survey is real. It is. But you have no reason year. to I'm gonna like round lie. That up to I know. Because at that point, you're just yeah. lying to yourself. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> that's what I don't get. You know, <clears throat> well, don't I mean, hopefully we don't. Do maybe, maybe we're just speculating. But yeah, hopefully don't lie. And then where can people go? Like, what's this? Is there a site? Is it just nava.com, nava.com? You can, you can find Google the link. it. Yeah, I couldn't find the link on their site for the survey itself, but yeah, uh, navavoices.org is actually okay, the website. Navavoices.org. Everybody and go there. I'm going to do that today. On their well. Instagram, they had a post, click here to take the survey. And mm-hmm. that that sur- that click takes you to navavoices.org slash mm-hmm. and a bunch of letters. So <laughs> Okay. So it's a it uh but you can I know you can get to it through their Instagram post. Yeah, do the survey. Be honest. If you're not a member, really think about joining. And I've told people, too, I I promise they probably wouldn't turn down a smaller donation, not for a membership, but just a donation. I mean, if you're going to use the AI writer or, you know, you're on there looking on the site for stuff and keeping up with stuff and seeing what all they're doing, it's not going to hurt to send them 25 bucks or something. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe you're not in a position to join yet. Right, but but they need help because there's there's a lot of expense in what they're doing, uh, especially this year as they're trying to deal with things related to the strike and what the strike pertains to with AI voices and you know things that we we I mean we need to have our rights protected as voiceover talent um, because without the work that Nava's doing we may not have that kind of protection. Right. 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 Well, thanks, John, for writing in. That was really cool of you. And guys, if you're listening now and you have questions like John's or if you have suggestions like John's, please, please email us. Like it honestly, anytime we get an email, we love getting that email. Like we're like, yes, another email. (laughs) And and congrats to John. He just got his automotive demo with Cliff. Oh, sweet. Good job, John. All right. Good good stuff will come out of that. that Put that thing to use. Yeah. Hey, one real quick question about uh, this Nava deal, Troy, about being a member, do you have you have to be making money at voiceover, right? 
if you're just doing voiceover as a yeah. hobby, yeah, Nava's yeah. not really for you, and probably wouldn't wouldn't even accept your application. Or yeah, you have to answer some questions when you apply. Mm -hmm. You have to have some proof that you're working a website or something, yeah. you know. So, but yeah. you you know, if you're new and you have everything set up, you know, and you want to join, it, you you might get in based on that if you have a website and some stuff. But I think I can't remember exactly. I think there was something on there about proven work, but I'm not positive. Okay. All right. But it's worth checking out. And I don't think the fee is that high, if I remember right. Wasn't it like a buck twenty-five? Yeah, one twenty-five. Which honestly, yeah, exactly not right. much. Now, granted, you know, so I don't. That's not annual. everyone's situation is different, but yeah, that's not that's not horrible compared to these no. other memberships. No. Well, considering what they're doing for for the, this group of people, that's that's you know, not a lot to invest because we don't really have a lot of other things that we have to pay a quote unquote membership for. And I think it, you know, to me, I like having that badge on my website. It's yeah. being a Nava member. <laughs> Oh, and then uh, being able to, uh, you know, even put that on some of the other sites, you know, when people start jerking you around. So, no, I'm, I'm a Nava member. I don't work for that. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Kind of gives you something to lean on. Yeah. It feels like you have a little muscle behind your, uh, yeah. you know, effort. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Well, here's our topic for today, guys. I, I mentioned this briefly, but I don't know if you knew where I was going with it. When it comes to voiceover, when it comes to any business, owning and running any business, you know, for ha perhaps it's a lady making craft objects and selling them at craft shows. It can be a business, it can be a hobby, it can be a side hustle. Which one is it depends on how you run it and what you want to get out of it, right? Mm -hmm. So when it comes to voiceover, I would like our listeners to consider whether they, are have, whether they have voiceover as a hobby, as a side hustle, or as a career. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because when I started out, it was a little bit hobby, then kind of a side hustle. You know, I wanted to see if this was something that I could do legitimately. I'd had people love my voice and say, man, you should be doing this. And, uh, and I thought, well, I'd love to try, but I didn't want to leave my job. Obviously, that would, nobody should leave their job unless they have replacement income for that. Um, mm -hmm. So I started trying it and I used it as a side hustle. Um, it didn't pay for anything of our needs. I just put the money I was making back into the business mm. at that time to make sure that if I wanted and when I wanted to make this a full-time career, I had a bigger pile of income of money to put into that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, 100%. So if you're running your business, what would it look like if it's a hobby versus a side hustle versus a full-time career, a growing, let's say growing career what do you think i mean if it's a hobby i really think you're not really putting in the efforts to like grow your clientele um yeah yeah i mean you might you might spend some of that money to like upgrade your equipment just to provide a better quality product but ultimately you're not doing anything outside of just you know maybe auditioning for the occasional okay is that Occasional, not occasional, <laughs> occasional, uh, you know, thing that comes through or whatever. You're not taking it serious. You're not taking it too seriously. Um, you're probably not on any pay to plays. I would think if you're probably you should not be. as a hobby, not as, yeah, a hobby. as a hobby. I don't know. I, I kind of came into it, not necessarily as a career, but definitely as a side hustle for yeah. sure. Wanting yeah. it to be a career. But again, I had a full time job and. I, I got into voiceover like a month before my work went full-time work from home because of the pandemic. So yeah. 
with that first, those first couple of weeks, I was really only able to audition. I was working from home like once a week and I was really able to only audition on that day as far as in a timely manner. You know what I mean? Cause we've talked about being on a pay to play as I'm only on voices. So I don't know. I guess it was kind of a side hustle, but then when we started working from home, it was kind of like a coinciding thing. You know what I mean? Especially because mm-hmm. I worked in, in private travel and people weren't traveling because the pandemic. So really all I was doing was waiting for auditions to come in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there were days at my normal job at that point when just nothing was going on. Hardly anyone was flying. So they did let us keep our jobs, but my main job at that time was just doing voiceovers. You know what I mean? But again, only on VDC. So mm. side hustle for sure for me, but hobby, I feel like that's just like you do it if and when you can. And if you miss a couple of weeks, whatever, you know? Yeah. And if somebody wants it to be as a hobby, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, not at no, all. No, no, no. But no. I, I want us to understand the differences that maybe you think you're building a career, but the way you're practicing your business is actually as if it were a hobby. So if you're if you're uh, running a voiceover as a hobby, you're probably not making much money at it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that to me that comes down to hobby. It's like I always like to put an equal sign: hobby equals fun. I'm doing it for fun. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing it because it's fun. I like doing it, you know. And I'm do I'm on Upwork and Fiverr and whatever, and I'm just doing whatever I get, you know, cutting up, having fun. I'm not really worried about it. And but when you get into the side hustle thing, it really changes a lot because I know it was it took me about I want to say about six months before it dawned on me that I I I didn't think of anything but a side hustle the first six months. Um, But then at at that month six and I can't or six or eight or somewhere in there, I had a really good month. I had gotten on voices and booked a few things. And I thought, you know, this could get serious if, and a lot of the ifs were, there's no way you can do this part-time and it'd be much more than a side hustle. You can still be a business and run it and go get direct clients. But to like Jake said, being on pay to plays and doing all that stuff was near, it was almost impossible part-time to do that. Yeah. You, know, like you and, have to be ready to go when those yeah, auditions yeah, are for yeah. And, and I've had people ask me a lot of times, well, how much money do I need to have saved for that? Well, that's up to you. There's no golden rule. Well, how long do I need to be doing this before I could go full time? That's also up to, it's, it's, it's yeah. different for everybody. I mean, my, I had a plan that when I turned 62, I would retire from where I was working and I would do this, you know, as a business full time Mm -hmm. and, you know, all this stuff going through COVID and this, that, and the other, and this happened and things changed. And and I got so frustrated with all these supply chain issues and all this crap. And, you know, people were leaving the company left and right. And and some people were allowed to work from home and some weren't. And I'm in the plant (laughs) every day. And, you know, uh, the, the manufacturing manager's gone. This manager's gone. Well, you can, you can cover. Well, you know, and before long, I'm just coming home and my wife's like, what is, I said, I can't do this much longer. And she said, just quit, just go ahead and quit. So my girlfriend and, and said. you know, if I hadn't had that support, I don't know if I would have lost my mind, had a heart attack. I don't know what would have happened. Right. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Similar. 
But it was yeah. wonderful to step into this and be able to throw the time at it. And did going f- did, did moving from part time to full time did it impact me a lot the first year? Not really. It did some, but stupid me didn't start marketing until October. So I went ten. <laughs> I went ten months that right I could have. You know, I, I just ten months. I wait. Not wasted. I made pretty good money, but I was killing myself with a bunch of YouTube clients because it was paying the bills. Right. And right. then I didn't have time to market. And then when I finally just said, you got to get brave and just, you know, you got to cut bait. You got to let this stuff go. And as I started to do that, the better work would come. I could get to the better work. I could market harder and it all panned out. But, oh, my gosh, man, that was scary. And I think a lot of voiceover are doing it as a hobby on YouTube. You know, they're because that's a big medium. And it, it, doesn't, sure. yeah. it doesn't pay yeah. enough to for you to build a career off of, let's be honest. So, right. you know, it's the people who it's fun to kind of do that. And, hey, my voice is on the Internet. Hey, I'm narrating this thing on the Internet. And that's the that's the reward of hobby is you send to a buddy. Hey, listen to what I did on the Internet. Here's a here's a YouTube that I narrated. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. the satisfaction they get where if you want it to be a career, th- then you've got to you've got to move beyond that. Which it's still kind of cool, you know, to hear your voice on something, but you've got to move into it to where, you know, you are serving clients and giving them the very best so that in return, you're getting, um, you're getting the income that you need to provide for your family, to support your family and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you become a problem solver instead of yep. a hobbyist. Yep, exactly. And, and man, customer service is so important in this industry. I mean, had a conversation yesterday with a guy and he he was like, you know, if you'll do this and you'll do this and you'll get it to them this fast. I mean, like they send you so many pages of copy and we were talking about radio imaging and he said, you turn it around in 15 minutes, 30 minutes. He said, they will never let go of you, you know, because they, because you're so fast in getting it to them and that way they can get it produced and get done. And he's yep. right. Cause I'm, I'm already dealing with that with one client. I mean, they're like, when you send it back, they're like, man, that was fast. You know, I will. You know, it does. If if you get trained at what you do, you can edit quick. You can do what you need to do. You can do stuff fast. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Yep. Now, what about your what about pricing and coaching and things like that? If you're, I think if you're in a hobby, seeing it as a hobby, you may not. I mean, you've got to put money out of your coffers into that. Mm-hmm. You, you're not making enough money in the business to re to plow it back into coaching and stuff like that. What do you guys think? Uh, somebody who's a hobbyist, what's their coaching level? What can they afford? What are Shoot, they doing? I don't know. If you're, if you're a hobbyist and you don't care about going forward, you're probably not getting coaching. You're probably yeah. just rolling with what's worked for you. Yeah. And getting you're not. What you can off free web. Yeah. And you're and, not. And you're probably not auditioning for a lot of things that would. That necessarily need a lot of coaching. You're probably just doing these, you know, maybe mon- monotonous kind of narration things or whatever. And mm-hmm. you probably don't even consider coaching. I mean, like you're you're not you're not thinking about like. And you're probably not, you know, doing jobs at, you know, for, for fair rates, not saying that you're doing like, it's unfair, but I'm like, you're not really concerned about the rate if it's a hobby, you know what I mean? It's a hobby. Right. You enjoy doing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's go back to what one, one of you guys brought this up a few weeks ago that, and maybe you, you said it was JMC that had said there were a lot of people that invest way more than they'll ever get back. There yeah. are, I think there are a lot of people that try to go about that and somehow they have, whether it's a spouse or whatever, where they can do it and they may go a year and do nothing but go to, um, they'll go to um, 
workshops. They'll go get coaching. They'll go on these overseas retreats and they'll and spend all this money to get in and, and they wait until they feel like they're ready and then they get demos and go to work. If you can afford to do that, Bless your heart. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> right. I had to do it the hard way. But that would be semi-awesome to have all of that training under your belt and then get in. That'd be yeah. great. And to have the demos, you know, that'd be great yeah. if you can do that. <clears throat> but I don't see a hobbyist doing that. These people, most of them, have a vision of being a full-time voice actor. Yeah. I yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know who all is out there. I I just don't see a lot of people necessarily doing voiceover as a hobby side hustle for sure. But a lot of them are wanting to do it full time. And I think a lot of the side hustle people are only making it their side hustle because they're not ready to go full time yet. Yeah. 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 Well, I think there are a number that they love their full time job and this is a fun side hustle for them. And maybe the money that they're making goes to, you know, pay for golf equipment and, you know, whatever your mm. other things you enjoy. So, <clears throat> you know, it's it's that extra income on top of your yeah. needs. You hey, know, right, right. Horse feed. <laughs> yeah. Horse yeah. Feed, yeah. A hobby that supports yeah. your other hobbies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, speaking of somebody going full time, almost full time, I want to congratulate, uh, and I just found out yesterday, Brad Grahowski. Uh, I've known Brad ever since I got into this. Uh, he he talked to his employer. He was ready to go full time. They asked him to work from home some, which he agreed to do, and it probably helped him hang on to benefits or whatever longer. Hey, but, that's uh, awesome. But yeah, he's making that transition in October, and I'm really proud hey. for Brad. He he is uh, uh, does some of the best children's books narrations I've ever heard. Oh, wow. Um, he's just fantastic with all that. And he's got a really cool podcast, uh, the Spaceman. I can't remember Spaceman something. I'm blank. But, <laughs> um, he, yeah, great guy. He, he was actually on a VO Life interview a long time ago. and uh, But I'm really proud for him because it, it meant awesome. a lot to him to get, to get to this point. And he's worked hard at it. Um, He's put in, you know, the hours at night. My gosh, it's up till one in the morning, you know, working on audio books and then getting up the next morning and catching the, the train into Washington or, you know, and he works, he works in DC, I think. Wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a, I think he's an, he's an IT guy, but he'll be able to do some stuff from home and ease into his voiceover career. And that's great. Honestly, that's the dream. That's, that's cool. The dream. Work from home. That is very cool. On top of that. So, hey, that's a decent transition because I think when we're looking at going from hobby to side hustle to full time, which is the dream of so many to going full time voiceover and using that to provide for all the needs of your family. What are the steps? What what, how do you move out of this as a hobby? And I have a, you know, mattress fort or moving blanket fort and moving into, you know, I've upgraded my booth. My sound is pristine. Um, into, into, I've learned my DAW into those upper levels that get you more coaches. What are the, what are the steps? I mean, figure out what the cost is going to be really and start making goals. I mean, like, okay, like, you yeah. know, I want to be able to invest in, I'm going to, you know, invest in a coach. I want to invest in better equipment. Look at, yep. figure out what's more important first. Um, whether that's, you know, maybe, maybe some equipment upgrades, maybe some coaching to get done. Um, look at the cost of that and see what that's going to run you and just, you know, make a goal, write it out, whatever that looks like for you. Um, 
make those goals and then take the steps to, to, to accomplish those goals. And then as you progress and you, you know, get that equipment, get that coaching, start on, you know, keep, you know, just keep, keep at it. And just, I think one day you'll come to a point where you'd be like, oh, it's time to take the, go to the next level or whatever, you know? Right. I think a lot of people don't realize if they're going to do this seriously, what the investment is. I, I think it was Mark Scott that mentioned, say, over a three-year period, you should probably assume about $15,000. And a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, that's imp-, you know that sounds high. And, you know, sure, people do it for less. But if you are starting from scratch, you have to, you know, get a, a treated space and you're buying yep. equipment and you're going to workshops and coaching and you're getting a um, you're getting your website done. You're trying to get some branding done. And, and that's talking about you're paying for a lot of that. You know, some, if you, if you're creative and you can do your own website and you can mimic another good voiceover website, just be sure you get the right things on there. Sure. You can do that kind of stuff and design your own stuff. But a lot of people have zero aptitude with that. So you're looking at, you know, like he said, like a, probably five grand a year, Yeah, you because know, if you're going out and getting pro demos, you're going to be dropping somewhere between $1,500, $2,500 per demo, yep. um, depending on who you're using and et cetera, et cetera. So it, it's a big investment, huge investment, but well, it's yeah. the right way yeah, to it do is. it. Don't do it the wrong way. And for those who are new to voiceover, when we're talking about coaches, there are actually a couple of different kinds of coaches in voiceover that you need to have in your life. There are performance coaches. You need that coaching so that your performance is on spot for each style of read that you're needing to do. There are also career coaches mm. that will help you get started and go to the right places to build your business, to, to put together a, a voiceover website, to design, you know, how you mar- do your marketing and that kind of things. And, and as we know, like Mark Scott, Paul Schmidt, there are, there are coaches that do specific for marketing. Mm-hmm. And you have to, if you're going to grow a full-time career, you've got to get good at marketing and be consistent at marketing. Yep. Yep. And then there's people like us. We just answer all your dumb questions for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which, you know, the value in it may, may be uh, also the same free. <laughs> yeah. But we'll send you to somebody else that knows. Exactly. I yeah. mean, we know. Know, yeah, we can refer you to people and then, you know, that can help you out better than we could. But, you know. Yeah. We're like uh, in golf, the first person to tee off on a windy day called the wind dummy. <laughs> we'll, we'll be your wind dummies. We'll uh, we'll take all yeah. the coaching and and find out yeah. what works for us, and then send you to the right person, so you don't have to waste your waste your money going to the wrong coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and and, and like we say all the time, there's no right or wrong in a lot of this. Now, you got to find what works I, for you. You do because there are some people that go to these that I would not recommend and they come out of it. Okay. You know, but I thought, eh, you probably could have, you probably could have got there quicker and spent less money had you done this, but that's okay. You know, to each his own people have the right to start a business and run a business the way they want to run it. And if people want to spend money with them, that's, that's between them and them, not me and them. And, um, yeah, but I'm, we're always open to recommend any people we've used. We'll tell you about that experience and what yeah. they did for us for sure. Yeah. And everybody's path to getting to into full-time voiceover career is going to look different. Oh, gosh, you know, yeah. You're coming from different careers into voiceover, 
or maybe coming in there from as a young person that has an acting background like you, Jake. I mean, you had some other jobs, but it sounds like to you, you weren't seeing those as your career. You really wanted to do acting and then voice acting fell in your lap as well. That's part of your story. That is not my story. That's not Troy's story. You know, so everybody has a different story in how they're getting into the full-time growing, thriving voiceover career. And for some people, it happens very quickly. For others, like me, it takes time. <laughs> it does take time. And it, yeah, and it does. It's, it's, yeah, it takes time and dedication. So, I mean, like just, you know, unless, unless you are fortunate enough to have that kind of work from home job or that hybrid job that allows you to be home and, you know, make money while you can focus on voiceover too. I mean, like it's a, it's, it's brutal. It can be brutal. Yep. You yep. can't jump into, you cannot jump into voiceover full time. I mean, you can, but it's not advisable. I mean, like I, I still think I jumped in too early, but the, where I was at with my then work life or whatever, it was just wasn't good. And kind of similar to how Troy's wife told him to quit. My girlfriend said, quit, you know, and uh, I did. So well, let's talk about a boring thing. Something very boring. Rubik's if you're growing Cruise. a business, oh, oh, okay. including a voiceover career, you have to have a budget. You have to know yes. how oh, much yeah, you 100%. need to make each month in that business to pay yourself what you need to get, you know, to live off of, but also to pay for overhead expenses, which are going to be more at the beginning because you're having to do uh, get uh, professional demos made. You're maybe having to buy some equipment that you don't have yet, you know, or um, your monthly fees that you have for if you're going to have some music background, if you're doing some full production stuff. You know, oh, yeah. you've got to have access to um, music that is um, royalty paid already. You know, yeah. For, oh, yeah. Royalty like I use Storyblocks for that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Or like Source Connect or something, you know, like just yeah, like if Source you're, if Connect. You're, yep. Yep. Which yeah. for the, if you're getting into uh, voiceover, I wouldn't pay for something like that until you need it. Right. Yeah. Get if you want the free version, the Source Connect now, get yep. that. Then you're set up and then you can convert over to standard and it, it'll work. You don't have yeah. to change anything. Yep. But th today I had the first studio ever say, oh, you can just use Source Connect now. It's fine. It's just hey. as good as the other one. And I'm you like, usually really? they want standard. I know. Yeah. They I want know. the paper. I was version. so surprised. And they said, well, we'll just send you a link and you can jump on there with your sign on and, or whatever. And I said, well, that's fine, but I've got the other. And since I'm paying for it, I wish you'd use it. <laughs> Again, a lot of these things are tax write-off. So as much as it sucks spending that money, at least you can like, you know, pay yeah, it right yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep so, up I mean, with it. My gosh, if you're going to, you know, budget. Oh, I, make a list do all of that. That. I make a list of everything that I spend money on voiceover for. And I just add it yep. to the same list. It's the same list every year. And I even keep it from last year so I can reference it on the same list. Yeah. And I just, you know, yeah. retitle it and go back. So I'm yeah, keeping track Excel, of everything. Excel is your friend. If you've used Microsoft Excel. Uh, it is, uh, you know, yeah, it's simple, but it's real easy to put stuff in there. And, and then if it's the same every month, you just drag 12 of them. Yeah, down yeah, there yeah. And you're done. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I just make a, in fresh books, I make a copy and change the date. That's about it for yeah. stuff like yeah. voice Zam, um, you know, for my story blocks, as I mentioned, and my fresh books, my accounting software, uh, you know, the things that I'm on that I have to pay monthly fees for. <clears throat> yeah. That's all on that. Yep, it can be done. It's not uh, not terrible. I mean, it is it is a business. You're going to be the accountant, the sales exec. You're going to be the yeah. talent. You're going to be doing the you know the calls, the marketing. You're doing everything. Um, 
I did talk to a lady this week who was looking for a couple of hours a week to do something, and I might be able to work something out with her, but I'd have to teach her, you know, how to go on Google and dig for, dig for stuff. Oh, do mm-hmm. some lead generation for do you. Do some lead generation. And then maybe yeah, do yeah. like, an, maybe like maybe your introduction. And yeah. Introduction and maybe send the introduction emails and I'd give yeah. her the templates and she could, you know, uh, just do 10, maybe spend an hour twice a week, two hours and send out, you know, she could probably get 10, 15 emails an hour out by finding the contact, getting the email out and, you know, maybe. And uh, so we're, we're discussing it. We haven't come to an agreement yet, but, I would like to do something like that. And I mean, there again, another tax write-off, but yeah. I had a, a guy yesterday told me and uh, that he had, his belief was, and it had been very successful for him, was he he gave 10% to his church. He set aside another 10% for advertising. And then uh, he set another 10% for savings. And he said, it's all, you know, and of course you're going to take taxes out, but he said that th- he called it the three tens and he said the three tens kept me afloat forever because he said I made myself spend that 10% on advertising. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every month. You know, he said and advertising could be a lot of different things. You know, sure. he, he would uh, he would go to broadcasters associations in different states and put little ads in their their stuff, even digital ads, you know, where it's saying, hey, I'm I'm the imaging guy. Da, 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 da. And, and he said, I always got business that way, you know, so. But, uh, yeah, it was a pretty neat rule. I, I don't know that I could s- stick to that right <laughs> now. But uh, I, I like the idea of looking at um, 10% for advancement, where that would yeah. be co- coaching yep. or, you know, investing in, you know, well, I need my logo updated or, I, or you know, this, this, this. Another thing I always try to look at, too, is always have a emergency fund for a PC because computers love to crap out and you just never know when. Yep. Um, yep. If you can afford a backup, try to have a backup, a good viable backup in case it does crap out. At least you can plug up to something else, move your hard drives over, and you yep. can survive until you can get the other one fixed. To me, that's the scariest thing because ninety what 95% of what we do is on our PC, almost 100%. Well, y- yes, absolutely. Really. So well, that's a scary thing for me. Yeah, you need to have a cash reserve for things like that. That because imagine in your mind, if X happens, business stops, and you want to rule out if X happens, business stops. You know, so yeah, a computer is a big one. Have cash reserve to replace that computer in a moment's notice. You don't want to have to borrow out of your, you know, your home uh, income, right? You need to, the business needs to pay for itself and then pay you on top mm-hmm. of that. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's a, that's Very an true. excellent point, Troy. Very true. So. Very true. And it, and it's little things like that. It's the, you know, the computer, the interface, interface can go out. You can't get it, get one right. usually where you live. A lot of people can't, I can't, I, I could probably drive to Nashville and find one, but it probably wouldn't be the one I want. Right. And, and when I, got very comfortable with this audience ID four. um, Daniel Britt put his up for sale. It was barely used and I bought it. And I said, I, you know, it was, you know, $30 or $40 under a new one and it's still in the box, still in the cabinet. And this one is not quite two years old. So what I may do when this one hits two, it may move to the backup and I'll put the new one out here and use it. But you got to have those backups. 
um, for everything. You know, it's, I was thinking the other day, you know, I can, I've got another computer tower up there that I had before this one and it worked okay. It was just a little slow and it's got everything on it ready to go. I just got to pull it down, unplug one, plug up the other. It's ready to go. Yeah. Um, I can, I can short term can use my phone. I can answer emails on my phone and, you know, let people know what's going on. Hey, I had a computer go down. I'm going to be an hour late, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that can be a nightmare when that kind of thing happens. But for the most part, clients are pretty understandable. You know, they they do a lot of their stuff on relying on computer too. So they know when something goes down, what what a panic it can be. And, oh, yeah. You know, they're usually going to yep. be pretty, pretty graceful and, you know, in that kind of situation. Yeah. And, and if you're in this doing what we're talking about for just supplementing your income and, and, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe one day I'll go full time. Maybe when I retire, I'll go full time. Yeah. Um, that is the time to invest every penny you're making right back into it unless you have to have it. Now, right. I know there are people that will go into something like this and think, man, I got to pay off my car. I got to pay this. Off. And that's OK, too. Right. But. But don't don't do that at the expense of, you know, not investing in that business if you have any intention of, of you know, being way more serious about it. If you're a hobbyist, whatever, that's OK. Do yeah. your thing. But if, you know, uh, I, I don't knock anybody for any of it. But if you're, you know, you're if you're working a side hustle, go ahead and treat it like a full time business. Right. Yeah, sure. Yep. And just, you know, put the effort into it, put the time into it. Get educated, get coached, get smart, and uh, and good luck because it's 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 a jungle out there. It is a jungle out there. It is. Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, I want to tell you guys about uh, this. Is the dumbest thing, and I, I should have took a picture of it. the uh, The Marriott where I was at last night, the wallpaper behind the beds was the ends of record albums. And I walked down through there reading all of them. I mean, it was actual record albums. That was the coolest thing. It was like, you know, Eric Clapton and whatever the name of the album. And it was the actual okay, yeah. pictures yeah, of somebody's record thing. And it went from everything from Blue Oyster Cult to Lynn Anderson to Tex Ritter. It had every kind of thing in there you think. It was kind of neat to read. But anyway, I don't know where that came from. But And maybe that's how they got you to fall asleep. Yeah, that worked. <laughs> yeah, is that a counting sheep? Read these records. That's your, that's your ASMR is just watching, yeah. looking at the re record jacket. You the know. challenge that I'm going to have with this, and, and I learned last night, is for some reason when that thing's on me, I want to try to regulate my breathing. I don't breathe naturally. And then the next thing I know is that pressure comes up on that thing. I can't do that anymore. And then I'm gasping and I'm pulling it off. And right. uh, so if any of you guys out there... Uh, have gone through this and have found a, a successful way to quickly get where you could do it all the time because I know as soon as that unit comes here and the guy told me it may take you three months, you may wear it two hours and rip it off. Then you may get to four hours and pull it off. Then eventually you'll get to where you can tolerate it all night and you're going to feel so much better. But they scared me to death talking about how many people <laughs> die from sleep apnea where it affects their heart and they have a heart attack and you know, this is and this. And he said, just think about it. If you're only getting two to three hours sleep a night, how long can you last? You know, two, two to three hours of good sleep. And it, and it makes sense. It does, but yeah. that's scary. 
And if you're only getting two to three hours of voiceover training a year, how are you going to make it? Right. Ooh, yeah, I'll let you know. That's tough. <laughs> 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 oh, guinea pig. Guinea pig. Oh. Hey, Troy, what do we have coming up on our next episode? I have no clue whatsoever. Yes, you do. We're um, to record it next week. <laughs> yeah, I know. We are, we're talking to Mary Lynn Wister. And, yeah. Uh, what a gem. I mean, uh, having her right after uh, Law Lapidus, you're getting two two greats back to back. So, yep. Um, yeah. And then coming up later this year will be my dialect coach, Tom Antonellis, is going to join us uh, probably in November. And uh, Tom is not only a great dialect coach, he's a, you know, he's, he is a working voice actor and very good at it. Uh, he's done a, a lot of animation stuff. You know, he's been in, was it Chippendale or whatever those are? One of the, the chipmunks. Yeah. Yeah. Chipmunk things. He's, he's just <laughs> been on a lot of stuff, you know, and he's uh, not only a dialect coach, but a performance coach as well. And that's been a big help to me where Tom will work on my dialect stuff, but then he'll say, and by the way, <laughs> when you read that, you missed this little thing here. And I, I love that about him. He's, he's a lot of fun to talk to. He's a wealth of knowledge. And, and my gosh, he can pull just about any dialect or accent you want done, and he can get into it and stay into it. It's pretty amazing. So maybe we'll have, you know, Scottish Saturday or something. and <laughs> Oh, we'll let him give us a little bit of a dialect uh, uh, example, maybe. Well, what would be show great off. is show off is yeah. One of you guys, which I I'm not really good at any of that stuff, but um, if one of you guys could do one, and then we let him, you know, he could give you something to read, and then he could tell you why, you know, it sounds good, but you know, and and why? Because I think people think, well, well, I can talk like this and it sounds like this. And he'll tell you, nope, you're not doing your T's right. You're not dragging your L's. You're not doing this. And he studies this stuff so much. You know, he's great at it. But uh, yeah, I can't, I can't do it. Maybe I'll bust out my Rhode Island accent. There you go. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah. He refers back to the Boston one a lot because I think that's the area he's from. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pocky car and all that stuff. Cool, cool, cool. Good stuff coming up, though. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to be doing this. And, uh, you know, if you want to support our podcast, we have a merch page. Yeah, we do. I forgot about that. Tell us about that, Troy, because you know where. Uh, Yeah, if I could think of the name of it, but I'll tell you what I am doing. (laughs) I do put it in the show notes now. So if you'd like a T-shirt, yeah, yeah, you can get a T-shirt, a hoodie, or a coffee mug. And uh, it all ships direct from the people that make it. They ship it within just a few days. And it's not expensive. We don't no. mark them up. You get the opportunity to put profit on it. And I said, well, just put like a dollar on each one. I, I don't want to make any money off of it. I just like seeing the Wait, you know logos. what? We should post the link in our Instagram, too. If you're not following us on Instagram, yeah. uh, another VO yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And we have Instagram, a YouTube we'll page, We'll put the link too. there, too. Yeah, that'll yeah. work. Yeah, it's not – you haven't added much – when you're supporting the podcast, it's not financial. It's more no, about – No, it ain't financial. Hey, just but when you come your to, mug on your page and when you yeah. come to, yeah, put your mug on a Facebook page or when you come to VO Atlanta, wear your T-shirt, you yeah. know, that'd be kind of cool. That's Everybody fun. wears a T-shirt one. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yep. 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 Good stuff. All right. Speaking cool. of which, I need to buy my ticket this week. Yeah. I haven't done it. Okay. Yeah. To VO Atlanta. Yes, sir. Atlanta. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this has been a good episode and uh, we're we're here for hobbyists, side hustles, and full-time voiceovers. 
uh, with information and some good episodes coming up with uh, with some great coaches that you're going to hear from in our peer and coaching uh, interviews. So we've been uh, so glad to talk about this subject. And for Troy and Jake, I'm Alden, and this has been another VO podcast. Hasta luego. Adios, amigos. Late. Thanks for making it all the way through another VO podcast with Jake, Alden, and Troy. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at anothervopodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to like or comment on your podcast platform. We drop episodes every week and interview peers once a month also. If you have something you'd like to ask or topics in mind we need to discuss, let us know. Otherwise, we hope to see you next week right here on another VO Podcast.